This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Working, the show about what people do all day. I'm your host, Jordan Weissman, and I'd like to welcome you back to our series about the world of medieval times, the national dinner theater chain, where you can go and watch knights joust and duel, and you can eat chicken with your hands and drink beer, and if you're a kid, you can wave around a sword in the air and scream at the action. When my producer, Jessamyn, and I uh, went to catch the show a few weeks ago, we were frankly surprised we were we were taken aback because we were expecting a lot of dueling and jousting and horse riding which we got we got plenty of that but a lot of the show focuses on the horses it focuses specifically on dressage on horse dancing horses doing tricks for the crowd and we frankly were not expecting that but it was delightful and so i thought i absolutely need to talk to the woman who trains these horses. And so you're going to meet Amanda Kenny. She is the head horse trainer at Medieval Times in Lindhurst, New Jersey. She's been riding and working with horses for her entire life from the time she was a child to today. And rather than droning on and on, I'm just going to let you enjoy. It's a fun chat. What's your name and what do you do? So my name is Amanda Kenny, and I am the head horse trainer here at Medieval Times, New Jersey. When I went to the show, I was deeply surprised by how much horse there was in it. Like one half of the show was like dressage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of horse dancing. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the role of the horses at Medieval Times? I always say the, the role of the horses are they're our number one. There's no no horses no show yeah (laughs) so obviously the knights play a big part too but we need the horses to do the show so it seems like there are two things that they kind of were doing and let me see if i get this right there's there's just the basic they they're the steeds right let's ride them Uh that's Uh, funny you say two parts too so when i try to explain to somebody like what i do and what the knights do i always try to divide it in two so there's like there's the combat part, what what the knights do. So the knights are fighting. And then there's the entertainment part, which yeah. is the dancing. Yeah, the, the horse dancing. Right. Yeah. And this is the thing that is really surprising to me. They come out uh-huh. and like the horse is like, it's like kicking its legs back. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> so like, is that, and that's, that's the majority of your job, teaching right. them how to do all of right. that. Yes. So is that like, that's your week is working on those moves? Yes. So my title is horse trainer, but my number one job uh, for medieval times is to care for the horses. Okay. So make sure they're healthy. They're happy they're taken care of. That's I always say that's my number one. Even though, you know, I'm the horse trainer, and yes, I do train every single day, but my number one job would be caring for the horses. You're tending to them and you're teaching them. Exactly. The the mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me about your background. Where do you come from? Okay, so I'm originally from (laughs) Chicago, born and raised in Chicago. Um, My grandmother bred Frisian horses. She taught me everything I know. Since I was born, I was riding horses before I could walk. So I learned everything from her. I was... uh, you know, I lived in a, a small neighborhood, but my grandmother had a farm, a huge Frisian farm. Cool. What neighborhood? Um, it's Harvard, Illinois. So it's on the outskirts of Chicago. Okay. So I would wake up early. I was homeschooled too. So I'd wake up early. I would get my schoolwork done. And then I would be driven out to the farm to go do the chores, to ride, to just 
I shadowed my grandmother doing everything. So I started with her and then I just kept with it. And um, I had a lot of intense dressage training throughout my whole life. Intense. Mm-hmm, very intense. How would you describe dressage? Dressage is... Someone who's not familiar. Okay, so to simplify it, it was used in... It was used for war. It was for war? Mm-hmm. That's really? how they train the horses. The, to the maneuver dancing. around um, soldiers. The, yeah. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, in actual medieval times? Uh, yeah, in Moors. Huh. Mm-hmm. Inter- okay, I didn't realize that. Okay, so okay, so now if you were to simplify <laughs> So if it. I were to simplify it, I would say yeah. dressage is like ballerina. Horse ballerina. Horse ballerina. Okay. <laughs> it's like, that, That's I'm, the easiest way to simplify I'm it. I'm kind of imagining like a BoJack Horseman character now, <laughs> like the actual horse ballerina. Yeah. So the tool on and uh-huh. all that. Yeah. So uh, you see those cartoon horses that are like prancing around. Yeah. That's what we really do. Like, yeah. They, they do dressage in the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that something you ever thought about? Oh, yeah. I think about it every day. You still That's think about my it. ultimate number one to the sky goal. Still? Yes, still. Still that, to this day. <laughs> so is that something like you kind of work on on the side while you're also... Um, yeah, you can. It's a very long-term goal. Normally, the Olympians, they're like 60 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. So they have a long, long career of competing and training. You have to find the perfect horse. It And it involves a lot of money as well, just like any other... Yeah, you know, Olympian. <laughs> so it, that's so people who do that in the Olympics, it's like a lifetime, right? That they put mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, just it's not you can't go in it at sixteen years old like a gymnast. It's a very, <laughs> very long. Like not you know, <laughs> being mean to gymnasts, but it's a very long, long process. Interesting. So mm-hmm. you had this very intensive training when you were younger. Yes. And then somehow you got involved in medieval times. Yes, I did. So it's actually a circle of life because my grandmother, she. We lived about an hour from the medieval times in Chicago, and she got in contact with one of the horse trainers there, and he would come out and train our horses. And then we would also take her Frisian stallions to their show. Uh, They had like a Christmas show where they pull the carriage, and my grandmother was very, she trained horses how to drive the carriages and all that. So they used her horses in the show. So I would go with her and shadow her, and I was in the stables at like eight years old watching yeah watching all of this happen i was like this is so cool so we knew a few people and um i learned a lot from them as well but then we got disconnected from medieval times they no longer needed her horses or anything and then years and years later i it had to have been like 15 years later i ran into somebody who worked for the head trainer in chicago and th- she got me connected with him so i started working for him outside of the company and then he got me in the company again so I started working, right, so it literally went in a full circle, and I started working for him, and I was very overqualified for a stable hand. I had a lot of training, so I I started from the bottom again. Oh, wow. At Medieval Times. Because you really wanted to do the job? Right, because I really wanted it. And it was worth it? Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) Now I'm here. Now I'm a head trainer in Jersey. It's really cool. Yeah. So he got me started with that, and I worked there for about a year and a half. Then I was promoted to assistant, and now I'm head trainer. When do you start your day? So if they, we have a show at night, a seven o'clock show, I'll come in at two or three. P.M. At, P.M., yes. Okay. Um, I'll work the young horses, the very young horses that are not in the show yet. What do you mean by work them? Um, I'll start training them. So, so whatever it takes, maybe half hour to 45 minutes to an hour. And I have about two or three of them. So what does that entail? Like, what do you actually, what does that, what does that mean? Okay, so Paint for a baby, for sure. Um, for an example, now we just got a new baby in probably a week and a half ago. And he doesn't know anything. Like, he didn't even know how to have a halter on. What's a halter? A halter, it goes over their face so you yeah. can lead them. He didn't know how to um, be led by a human. 
<laughs> he didn't know how to pick up his feet so we can clean out his hooves. Didn't know how to be brushed. Didn't know how to be washed. A, so, a horse has to learn how to be brushed? Right. Interesting. It, well, it's more desensitizing rather than learning. Okay. He so get, he, he has to get used to it. Right. So we teach him obedience. We teach him walking. We teach him how to go in a circle around you. And that's his process. That's the process right now. So right now it's it's all about obedience. Yeah. And he's doing great. Okay. So it took about two weeks to help him understand like what's his name oro oro mm-hmm. oro the horse oro empty oro empty yeah we all it's the, uh, the mt is obviously mm. medi- medieval times oro mt uh, <laughs> it's gold in spanish so oh, he's like, a little golden boy right now <laughs> there's like a spanish theme through the whole show like there's yeah. like everything mm-hmm. sort the spanish of like castle valencia and mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah, yeah there's in seville there's a whole thing about spanish oranges yeah at one point. the owners of the castle are spanish oh yeah okay, cool. and the first one i believe was in spain I didn't know that. Huh. It's really cool. Okay, so you, so you train Oro. You're working with the young horses first. Yes. That's where you start. Yeah, so I'll have two or three of those. Like, take a few hours. Are those, are the young horses, those are the hard ones, right? Like, oh, you have to yeah. Like, break them in? Yeah. Okay. Very hard. <laughs> well, not hard, just uh, very time-consuming, and you have to have complete patience. Like, complete patience. Why? How so? Because they're young. They have a young mind, and they're, they want to play. They wanna, they're scared. They don't know your body language. They don't know personal space. <laughs> I just had an incident a week ago. He There was a loud noise in the arena where we trained them, and he spooked behind me yeah. and struck out with his front leg Ooh. and kicked me in the side. Oh. Yeah, so I have a bruise about the size of a grapefruit on my hip right now. Wow. <laughs> it's like, it, was, it, was, it was really stupid, but that's, that's the thing. You have to teach them personal space because they'll jump right on you. They'll, they'll just kick you. They'll... Oh, yeah. Boot you? Yeah, they don't care. They don't not care. How, they will run you down. <laughs> how how often does that happen? It, not very often. I mean, you just have to you have to be aware. Once is enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you'd think I would know too because I'm the he- the, yeah. the trainer. You've been but, doing this for years, right? But it happens. Like yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, I was looking forward, walking him, and all of a sudden, a noise to the right of us went off, and he he got scared. Yeah, he went forward and he struck out at me, and it was that was it. And it happened so fast, you can't even. You don't even think about it. I imagine you've gotten thrown off of horses. Yes. <laughs> what, like, how injured have you ever been? So I, this wasn't within the company, but I was bucked off pretty hard one time. The horse was bucking so hard that I um, got the wind knocked out of me on the horse. Ooh. He, he literally, he was going, he was going at it. He was a bunky Bracco. It was like PBR. And I was like, no, I was just kidding. I, w- I was not raising my hand. Yeah, it was not fun for, for me. For, for people, at, for people at listening at home, there was a little bit of cowboy lassoing, <laughs> like motion going there. Cowgirl, the one hand, yeah, hand in the air, waving around that rope. Um, no, okay. So, but so he's bucking that, and you yeah. actually got the wind knocked out of you on the animal. Yeah, and it lasted about four seconds, and I was on the ground, and I fractured my tailbone. Oh, so yeah, it was a big fall. Wow. You yeah. have, I hope they have good insurance for you. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. but this wasn't within the company. This was at my grandmother's i know it's crazy Oof, it was so scary rough i so, was on the ground like oh uh, what's happening so and wait, the horse is just staring at me at the ground <laughs> like what what'd you do <laughs> what did you do yeah what did you do <laughs> <laughs> and the young ones will just run off you said are there you yeah know, if you're not careful so right. you're, you're breaking them in right mm-hmm. and that's like the beginning of your day yes Okay. A normal day. So what comes after that? After, you know, I complete the babies, usually the knights will come in. Okay. And I will work with them on the horses. You know, one or two, usually they have a fight practice. Yeah. If that's, if we don't have a full rehearsal or practice, I'll take one or two. They'll help me work exercise horses that aren't in the show or, yeah. or injured. They can do light work or I'm teaching individual knights to do certain parts of the sh- of my part of the show. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the dancing, the dressage. Right. The knights assist with that. Yes, of course. How do they assist exactly? The entertainment part where the horse was like, we call it long lines, where we are driving them from the ground, making them do all these tricks, like the Spanish walk, the trot in place, the, yeah. you know, you, the prancing. You come out and you look like you're short. You're accompanying the horse. Yes. You're there and it comes out. And, I mean, they do these tricks where they jump into the air right. and kick back. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. called airs above the ground, but that's, we call it long lining. Long lining. Okay. Right. So that's one of the in- entertainment parts. Um, another part uh, that I control is the eight-man parade. Okay. I'm sure you saw that as mm-hmm. well. There's literally eight horses, eight people, eight knights. Yeah. And they have the flags and the armor in their, we're, it's like choreographed routine. So we train the knights, the younger knights to do that as well as the senior knights do it, but they, it should be completed already. And then we train them to do the long lines. So you're training horses to do these tricks, but at the same time, you're also training knights right. to guide the horses to yes. do these tricks during the show. Yes. So you got to train the humans as well. Right. <laughs> which is harder. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the humans, for sure, <laughs> uh, because they talk back to me, and that's not that fun. So, <laughs> But no, it's- You're uh, the head horse trainer. How, what do you mean? They're ta- what are, how are they talking back to you? <laughs> they don't like me very much. Why not? No, I'm just kidding. They love me. They love me. We, we have so much fun together. Yeah. But- um. The people are definitely a lot harder. Also, because that's a new skill for them. Right. Like and they also have their own opinion, too. The horses, they, they're they understanding. You know, they they want to work for you. So what kind of talk back do you get from a knight? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they don't uh, have the feeling. And okay. it's very hard to teach feeling for the horse. Okay. Just like the intuitive sense right. of what the horse is uh-huh. doing? Okay. So they it's hard to teach them you know, in that aspect, they don't really talk back. I mean, yeah, but okay. <laughs> so, just teasing so, them. so, so, so sometimes uh, someone, their job is to work with a horse and they're just not a natural horse person. Right. Exactly. Okay. So you have to work with them longer. You have to have patience. You definitely have to be a little bit more in depth yeah. with them. And you know, we, we do have those and that's okay. We yeah. just keep them on a little, little bit easier horses or we don't teach them certain things like higher, higher level aspects of the show. Does that, if, if a knight, can't learn to do this kind of stuff. Does that actually limit their ability to move up in medieval times? Um, yes, it can. It's it's in their interest right. to learn from you as well. Yeah. So when we get a knight that's actually that's talented and has that interest and wants to do it, that's a huge deal to us because a lot of the knights they just want to get in, they want to learn, they want to get in, and they want to fight, and yeah. they don't want to learn about the horses. So when we actually get knights that want to do that, it, that goes to my heart. Yeah. It, it's it's really, really beautiful. <laughs> is, is that a divide on staff between like the real horse people and the, the not so much horse people? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can be difficult, but you know, it's it's still a part of their job. It's still part of their job title that they have to do this. Is there anyone who doesn't like horses who works there? Uh, I'm trying to think. You know what? I don't, I don't think they've... I, maybe they're scared to tell me that because I'm the horse trainer. <laughs> but I don't think anyone has told me that or right. I've seen it. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I want to get back to actually training the horses. Sure. There were two tricks that actually stood okay. out to me. One sure. was, what was it, when they jump up and, and kick the hooves out, What what's that called? So that's the capriole. Uh, capriole? Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. Yeah, you it's my favorite. This, <laughs> this big animal just like gets up and it, it looks almost warlike. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're taking out. They use them in the war too. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, they so, attack them from behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So how do you train a, like, 800, I have no idea how many pounds they weigh, like ton, one ton. About, we say about 1,200. They're all about, averaged about 1,200. How do you train a four-legged 1,200-pound animal to (laughs) jump into the air and kick its hooves back? Um, What is the process for training it to do that? Okay, so this is a very, very tedious question, so I'm going to explain it as as much as I can. So... (laughs) All right, let's see here. (laughs) Sorry. It's a very long process, but first, if you want to train a horse to capriole, you have to look at the horse... Overall, he has to have the personality. He has to have the body shape. He has to have the athletic ability. So that's the number one step. And then you train him. You literally start the training process as the babies. So you teach him obedience. Then you start teaching him how to be ridden. And once that's completed and he's in the show as doing the easy parts, like the eight-man carousel is super easy. So he can do that. And then you start looking at him for Capriol. So then you take him. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's such a long process. Um, <laughs> Let me get his sense. Like, I'm watching the wheels turn in your yeah, head. I know. I'm like, so then we go here. Then we go here. Then we go here. Take me through as best you can. Okay. So you have to have, again, patience to do this yeah. because they they don't understand. So to train the Capriol, you have to first teach them how to stand on the back legs. And then you add in the kick. So then once the horse understands both of those, you can start putting the, the puzzle together into a full capriole. Interesting. So how do you get a horse to stand up on its hind legs? It depends on the horse, but there's multiple ways you can do it. So we have these, we call them pillars. Okay. And we put the horse in between the pillars and we train him to listen to commands of our voice and of our cue stick. So for the rear, we start touching him in places where he's going to react. And when he reacts the way we want him to, even if it's the slightest movement, we reward him. And then we start asking again. And if he gets it with those slightest movements, we start asking for a little bit more of the same cue, but more dramatic. Basically, you've got the stick and you're kind of whacking the horse's butt, it sounds like, or like his No, we don't whack him, but it's a... Tapping. Right. So we it's like a the tap of a finger. Okay. And we see how he reacts. Interesting. So how I would do it is I would tap his neck, the back of his neck, and see if he feels it. Okay. If he like doesn't do anything, I'm like, okay, so I'll do it again. And he picks up his head a little. I was like, okay, this is a, a, a real example of a horse I'm training right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tap him on the neck. It's like a tap of the finger. And they react to it because they can feel, yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. feel a fly in their back. So he picks up his head. I'm like, okay, that, that's good. So I stop, I wait, and I do it again. And he picks up his head. It's like, okay. So he's starting to lift up his front body, yeah. which is what I want, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I ask more. And he's like, he gets a little bit more excited because he knows he's being good. And then I give sugar. I also get, reward them with sugar. So if they start getting more excited, so I now, now at this point, I only have to approach him with the cue stick. And he's already, he's getting more excited. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then it goes from there. Interesting. So mm. it's like you're finding you're finding the horse's cue. Right. And then you're repeating it. Right. So it's like exploring what works for the horse. Right. You're not picking something and then somehow telling it. It's like, okay, you're right. kind of taking advantage of its its natural impulse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And so then you just keep building that over and exactly. until finally. And that's how, is that sort of the basics of any 
horse trick oh, yeah. training. Like mm-hmm. it's that it's that fundamental right ex- exploration. Yeah, itself. it's really it's really about finding their buttons and being repetitive about it. Yeah. Because you have to have the same button for what you want every single time. So, but every horse is different too. So it, that button doesn't work. You got to try another one. How do you keep track of all the different horses' buttons? Do you just like kind of it's, for different for ninety nine percent of the time they all have the same button. Okay. So it, it's very laid out. But they they I mean they can they can be different. Yeah. <laughs> You're, the number one thing though is you have to have patience because they can't talk to you. They don't yeah. know, you know. We don't know what they're saying. We have to learn how to read them as well. Some horses can get really mad. Some horses don't react at all. When you talk about a horse person, that's it. Someone who knows how to read these animals' reactions. Right. You have to, being a horse trainer, that's the number one thing you need to have is learning to read their behavior because they can be very dangerous. How long did it take you to like, I mean, I guess you were just doing it through your whole life. So it must just have been intuitive sort of for you to start, right? It's about experience as well. But I'm going to be honest, I'm still learning. No matter what kind of horse trainer or how experienced you are, you're always going to be learning for the rest of your life. So you're working on one of these advanced tricks, like the Capriol, uh-huh. for a horse to learn that. Um, it, depending on the horse, it can take up to uh, maybe two months to maybe six months. Really? Yeah. Just, it can be very quick. If you're very patient with the horse and very clear, it can be a very quick from for that trick. Yeah. Not but, from baby to that trick. No, no, no. But like mm. once they're once they're already in that process, they, I like you're like, oh yeah, that's quick. Two yeah. months to stick. I'm like, that's that's okay. <laughs> it's like half a year potentially. That's yeah, a, that's a lot. For, yeah, for one movement. But mm-hmm. then once you've trained them to do it, oh, then the, then it's easy. They never forget, do they? They don't forget, but they can be very they can be stubborn. Yeah, they, they sometimes they don't want to do it. What do you do with a stubborn horse? You have to go back and pretty much retrain them. Interesting. To make sure they're listening to your commands. Does that ever happen during the show? Like they're supposed to do the trick and they're just like, nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens. But that's also why we have full rehearsals too. Beforehand? Yeah. To like take the temperature. Are they going to cooperate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do if a horse is just being a just a son of a bitch? <laughs> well, during like... the show, you can't really do anything about it. You just have you, you just move on to the next part and that's it. Yeah. But, you know, we practice enough to where it that rarely happens okay and you do have that you have that rehearsal that so right yeah yeah they're very well behaved though the horses are they're they're great so you work with the knights and the like older horses the stallions yes Mm -hmm. where do you go next so i I work with the babies i work with the knights and the high school stuff and then usually if it's the a a show i'll get ready for the show i'll take 30 minutes you know to freshen up my my makeup my hair because i also do perform in the show yeah and then i also go back to make sure i'm mostly in charge of stable hands so i have about six stable hands and i'm making sure the horses are properly dressed and washed and cleaned and everything is set up for the show and then we wait for showtime in the show you're sort of again you're coming out you're guiding them Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your role our first part is the long lines part so i will usually perform the harder ones like you said the capriole and a couple of the other ones. And then I'll also make sure, I'll monitor everybody to make sure they're doing it right. They're cueing the horse right. The horse is behaving. The horse is healthy. The horse is happy. So th- that's the long line part. And then we'll go back and we'll do a change, a clothes change. We'll get our armor on, our helmets. And then we'll go back and get our horses that were assigned to us for the eight-man parade. And then we get on and we line up in our tunnel and we wait for the cue. And then we do our eight-man routine. And then I'll go back, and this is when I do my solo, my kind of my solo routines. So I'll do the Liberty. So yeah. I have to do, um, I have to take my armor and my helmet and my cape off for that, and I'll go out and I'll do the Liberty, and then I come back, and then I do a full change, full dress change. So that's my, um, we call it the Master of Horse. 
Yeah. So that's when I go out and I do all the dressage, the um, Alta Escuela, which is high school, like the Spanish walk, the rear, the Piaf, the Passage, all the fancy stuff. <laughs> all the fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. All the, and that's like that's the kind of stuff that like you'd see at the Olympics. Yep, or exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, and you're kind of practicing and doing all of that. And... Yeah, I get to do it every day and practice every single day. <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of work still, but I'm still, you know, it's it's so fun. I mean, during the show, these horses are, you know, they're charging at each other. People have swords. Mm-hmm. They're swinging at each other. I mean, they are jousting. Right. I mean, are are they scared? Do they get scared? So if they're a little bit younger and less experienced in the show, sometimes they can get afraid. Or if something changes or weird happens, they'll get a little bit spooked. But most of the time they don't. Most of the time they're pretty solid in the show. Do you have to train them to run at each other and joust? For oh, jousting? yeah. Uh-huh. How, how do you do that? How do you get them So to... the jousting, actually the knights do most of the jousting training. Okay. So the horse has to be completely solid for riding. He has to, you know, walk, trot, canter on a straight line, circles, anything. And pretty much you just, you set up the rail for practice and you run the, you can run the horse straight up and down, up and down, up and down. And you can put another horse on the other side, straight up and down. If he's solid with those rails and that horse coming at him, you can add the shield. And then you add the shield and then you go. And then the the fun part comes when the joust hits the shield and the thing explodes in his face. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. That's when it gets interesting. Yeah. But that's more also repetitive. You yeah. have to desensitize him to that over. explosion. Yeah. Over and over. Over again. and over and over and over. And as well as the light change in the arena during the show. So the lights change, the music changes. It gets so much louder during the actual show than just practice. So that's when we have those full rehearsals of sound and lighting and everything comes in. So more repetitive than anything. Just you do it over and over again until the horse is just totally right. numb to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Until like charging at another yeah. human, at another horse and a madman a right. lance is just a day at the office. Yeah. We're pretty much letting him know that he's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that they're all going to be okay. This is normal for you now. <laughs> yeah, normal for you now. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the army, kid. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. When I first met you, you were... Right before the show, you mm-hmm. were in the stable and you were like at a million things going on. Uh-huh. And you said to me like part of this job is kind of gross. Like it just like yeah. there's like a lot of gross stuff <laughs> that comes up yeah. when you're taking care of horses. So like but you didn't like what what were you talking about? Like what kind of stuff comes up? Um, So, for example, the horses. So we we fully have to care for the horses. They're like helpless children. Yeah. So we have to feed them. We have to bathe them. We have to do everything. And they get sick. Yeah. So in their stalls sometimes they make a mess in the wall like if you want me to be vulgar they go diarrhea on the wall we have to put gloves on and scrub it off the wall (laughs) okay (laughs) um another thing is they like to go to the bathroom in their water buckets we have like automatic waters and they don't know they they just there's horses they're just going wherever they want and we have to clean it out of the water clean the water bowl down and refill it they use it as a urinal yeah pretty much with, with their manure Oh, with their manure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's mounted on the wall. Oh, and, yeah. So you know, they back just, up. Right. And Ooh. they don't know. And they're like, oh. Yeah. And then it's like in there. Yeah. And so we have to clean it out. Because that's what they're supposed to be drinking from. Right. Great. Yeah. So we we <laughs> have to check those dailies and it, it can get really gross. Yeah. So gross. <laughs> um, we also have to care for their wounds if they're bleeding, like if they get a nick on oh, their legs. Does that happen often? Or Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. If they roll around in the stall and they hit their head on something, they'll get like a little nick. Yeah. We have to clean it, put gloves on, clean it, and then put ointment on it. We work with stallions. 
So their genital cavity goes up into them. Okay. And when they pee or get excited, they, yeah. their genital cavity drops, right? And they're um, dirty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it's dirty. Yeah. And you it, you have to clean it off. You literally are like peeling this, the dead skin off. Yeah. And they have to be clean. So I... <laughs> it's like you're cleaning a horse foreskin. Right. That's right. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the the dirty part of the job. That was, that's okay. Like, <laughs> Not a lot of people do it. They uh, frown upon it. Yeah. The knights and you know the squires, but as a ever... stable hand and a horse trainer, you have to do it. Wait, but okay, the squires. Do you ever like give that assignment? Like it's time no, to... I won't give it to them. That's that's. Br- I say that's <laughs> they should brutal. love me for that. It... You know, I should. I actually should be a punishment for them. I was about to say the horse foreskin <laughs> is. <laughs> Talking about in the army now. Yes, uh, it's brutal. It's so brutal. Welcome to medieval times. <laughs> no, I don't make them that. Out of the stocks. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Um, okay, so there is. I mean, you're dealing with animals, though. Yes. It's, it's uh-huh. yeah, like a zoo or anywhere else. Like, right. That's reality. And they can't do it themselves. They're helpless. So yeah. we have to do it for them. But like, what is the majority of horse care? Like, what is most of it that you're having to do? Like, um, just to make sure they're healthy. They're yeah. fed. Yeah. They're fed um, three times a day. Um, their stalls are cleaned about six times a day because oh, wow. they're in yeah. there often. Their hygiene is, you know, they're clean. Yeah. Their stalls are clean. The area is clean. How do you, like, how, you have to wash a horse. Oh, I just <laughs> whacked my mic. Uh, so, like, what do you, I mean, like, how do you, is it just like a bucket and soap? Like, what yeah, you, uh-huh. yeah. So you, are you hosing you, them down? Like, yep. It, yeah. So you bring them into the wash, wash stall. You detangle their mane and tail. Make sure it's, all the shavings are out. You brush their body. Make sure sawdust is not on there. Then you rinse them down, and then you soap them up and rinse them off. Are you and your team doing this for like every horse every day? Mm-hmm. For the show, we do. Yeah, yeah. So we we have a team of stable hands that come in three or four hours before the show, and yeah. they wash almost every single horse for the show. It's like they're getting their hair and makeup done. Yeah, exactly. It's a spa for them every single day. I mean, lucky horse. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, they're they're spoiled rotten. They're getting a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> yep, every day. Every day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So so that's like that's the rhythm. It's like getting, yes, you got to mm-hmm. make sure they're clean, make sure they're ready, right. make sure they're happy and healthy. Yes. Yeah. What's like the worst thing you can discover in a stable? Like like a sick horse? A, a sick horse for sure. Yeah. And it does happen. That's, you know, it can be a natural cause or something can happen. But a sick horse, um, you know, you have to learn how to read their behavior again. So if you see a horse that is acting erratically, you have to act upon it because some, probably something's wrong. What kind of thing will a horse do So you know it's sick? If he's sick, we call it colic. It's when they have an abdominal obstruction inside okay. them yeah. and it can cause a lot of pain. Usually they're kicking at their stomach violently or biting or thrashing themselves up against the wall or rolling around in a stall up and down, up and down. They get up 
and they go down again. That's not normal behavior. And usually that's a sign of a horse is sick or um, a horse is just you can tell if you're around the horses enough, you can learn their behavior. You know, some are spirited, some are not. You, you'll see a horse that looks a little down yeah. or he won't eat his food or um, he's not going to the bathroom. Usually he'll be under the weather a little bit. So we have to keep an eye on him. Yeah. He'll have a temperature or, you know, something, something's up. Something's up. Yeah. So but they I, can't talk to you. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to learn how to read them. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of your job? I would definitely say the people, working with the people. Working with the people. Yeah. The horses are easy. The horses are easy because I've been doing it my whole life. I can read a horse instantly. I can, you know, train a horse. I can work with a horse. I can work with crazy horses, anything. But I would say managing people. Yeah. The stable hands. <laughs> yes. Uh, the stable hands, what, the squires, the knights. What comes up with a stable hand? The job of a stable hand is pretty much literally caring for the horse. Yeah. That's it. So they come in, like let's say a morning shift they are scheduled for. They come in very early, like seven, between 6.30 and seven. Yeah. And the first thing they do is feed them. They administer medicine and then they have to strip the entire stall. So get all of the nasty manure, pee, yeah. Bad shavings out. They got to do all that. Yeah. Right. And then they lay down new bedding. How does a stable hand script their job? I guess like what does he have to worry? Is like coordinating them? That is that they don't show up? Like, oh, like, yeah. You're man like what kind of a as managing a stable hand, like what, what kind of headache will come up? So uh, what would give me a headache is if, because we get people, especially in our area, we don't have people that are horse people. I would say. Yeah. So Suburban New Jersey. Right. Because yeah. it's in a weird area, right? You're, this is not Montana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get people that know not, that's never seen a horse in person. And we do hire people like that. And yeah. that's okay. We train them. But my battle is making sure people are fully attentive to the care of the horses. And that's a huge deal to me. I always, like, I will get very defensive if somebody is careless with a horse. How can someone be careless? Like, what can they do? Um, they don't brush them when they put them away. Okay. Or they left him tied up for too long. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't keep a horse tied up for too long. That can cause a sickness. But m mainly being careless to the horse yeah. and knowing they're, they're careless. So, and because you're dealing with a lot of beginners. Right. People who, like you said, they're not right. horse people. Or they're... people that have been there for a while and they're, they just don't care. Or like non-horse people. <laughs> non-horse people. <That's laughs> Going the... back to that. <laughs> yeah. So these horses join medieval times when they're children. Mm -hmm. They're kids. Yep. It's the only home they know. Right. How, how long are they in the show for? So we get them. We have a, a breeding ranch in Texas, Sanger, Texas, called Chapel Creek Ranch. They do all the breeding there. The and company breeds all its own horses. Yes. We have our own. It's medieval times strictly. Is there like a particular kind of horse that you guys are breeding? Yeah, the Spanish, the Spanish horse. So okay. um, Andalusians. So we get the horses at three years old. They're born and raised on the ranch, and they spend three years of their life there, and then they are shipped to each castle. And then we begin their training. A healthy age for an Andalusian to start being worked and trained is three. You don't want to go any younger because they're not fully developed. So we start them at three. They'll live their life at that castle until they're about 15 to 18 years old, depending okay. on their health. So if we have a horse that's 15 and he's got arthritis or... You know, he's worn out. We'll retire him. We'll either send him back to the ranch or we'll find a really good home for him. So they're doing 12 to 15 years of service. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they get to go chill out. On a yeah. Farm. Uh huh. Not the glue factory. Farm. No, no, not the glue factory. <laughs> no way. <laughs> have you have you ever had to put down a horse? Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we've we've had to do that. It's mm-hmm. I've only I saw that happen once at a at a race. It was it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's very heartbreaking. Yeah. I, I hate watching it, but you know it, it happens. What's the kind of thing that'll happen that you have to? Um, so our number one cause of putting a horse down is colic. Like I explained earlier, yeah, abdominal obstruction. Anything can cause a colic. So that's why I always say my number one job is making sure the horses are well taken care of, making sure they're healthy. Our stable hands know exactly what to do. They can read them. They can understand the the symptoms. Because well, they're, they're I, I mean, aside from being a, a living, breathing, you know, creature and mm. wonderful creatures, they're important assets. I right. Mean, the company's Very. literally breeding and investing in them. So oh yeah. Your your job is actually like tending to one of the most valuable things. Some of the some right. of the property, like right, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's very important. Very important. Do you have a favorite horse? <laughs> um, I'm not supposed to say I have a favorite horse because I love them all equally, but I have a really... I don't think they're listening. I mean, they might <laughs> Other be. Other people are listening. That would be... No, um, <laughs> I have... That would be kind of amazing. Just like I know. One angle, like a bunch of them are just around. I show like, up and they all attack me at one time. like an iPhone sitting in the middle of the stable. <laughs> just, they're, all, they're all craning their necks. Who is it? Yeah. Okay. So, wait, no, who's your, who's your um, favorite horse? I would say Kosovo. Kosovo. Um, so, Kosovo is... I moved here about... Oh my gosh, 2015. And when I showed up, this horse showed up at the same time I did. He was three years old. And that was kind of when I was here helping out. That was kind of, I was, you know, kind of assigned to him, helping out, stardom, the obedience, the basic, basic level of training. And I formed a, a bond with him. And actually, that this horse was terrified of people. You couldn't even go into a stall. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, horses don't know and they're terrified and they act differently than other horses. So I kind of had to baby him. So I was like, all right, now now my patience level is you really have to be patient. So yeah. I spent a little time with him and I gave him a lot of sugar, oh. made, made sure he, you know, could trust me. And then finally, you know, he started trusting other people. Okay, he learned to like humans. Right, yeah. He's like, all right, this um, yes, okay. to you know, to reassure him that, you know, it's okay. And then um, I traveled back and forth between Chicago and New Jersey. And when I went back again two weeks later, I got to work with him again. And he remembered me. I, you know, you can tell when they remember you. And you're like, oh, it's, that's like my mother. Aww. And then I finally moved out there. And I trained him from, you know, I trained him from scratch to now he does the solo routine in the show. And he did the Liberty part. Yeah. I think you remember the Liberty part. I forget what's the Liberty part again. The Liberty part is the freedom, the freedom act where okay. the horse is running free. Then he does a little rear and then a bow. And then he walks out with you. Is that kind of the hardest one for? Horses? I was just going to say that that it's, it's not the hardest, but you have to have a very strong bond with the horse. He has to trust you. I, that's actually, it's the most beautiful part of the show, but it's, <laughs> it's, I hate performing that part. Why do you need such a like strong bond with the animal for that? Because he has to trust you that, you have to pretty much trust him that he's going to listen to you 100% and he's going to stay focused on you because they're free. Yeah. They're a free animal. They could go anywhere. They can literally do whatever they want. And there's times where they just leave the arena. <laughs> Wait, they just... Literally, peace. in the middle of the show and he's out the curtain. What, what What's the move then? They usually catch him in the back and send him back out. <laughs> Get back out there. Get back here. And then you're like like gritting your teeth during the rest of the routine like oh my god. <laughs> but no, it it's 99% of the time he's there listening and focusing on you because he trusts you. What what do you do if he runs off out of the arena? Like how do you tell him bad horse? Like you can't punish him or what do you do? No, you don't, you know, you just have to pretty much practice more. Make sure, you know, he's more focused. It happens though. So that's your favorite moment of the show though when you're yeah. sitting there in the center and the horse is running free mm-hmm. around you. 
So I would I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's my least favorite to perform. Flop. Most beautiful in the but most beautiful act. Yeah. Because if you actually every cue has to be spot on with the music and if it it's put together right, it's a very intimate moment. It's really cool. So Kosovo, back to Kosovo, he's my favorite. So I trained him from scratch to nothing and now he's my little double child. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, Very it really has. No. <laughs> Poor stable hands. I know. <laughs> Poor they guy. all work so hard, though. I love them all. all right. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please, if you did like the show, leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. And if you got questions, comments, thoughts, please send me an email at working at slate.com. And that is working at slate.com working is produced by jessamyn molly a special thank you to justin d wright for the ad music and i I just want to add a personal note Uh, a few of my colleagues gave me a little bit of guff i did some ball busting because i told my wife i loved her at the end of the last episode i got made fun of a little bit for being mushy you know what i'm mushy that's what i am and i love my wife so i'm just gonna say it again you can make fun all you want anyway guys i hope you join us next time for more medieval times 